When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and after he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. Blessed are they who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the clean of heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are they who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they insult you and persecute you, and utter every kind of evil against you falsely because of me. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The opening prayer for all saints we states that we pray that through the intercession of all the saints for an abundance of reconciliation for which we earnestly long. And as we celebrate today this great solemnity, probably among my favorite in the year, I was rather struck by that in reflecting upon the prayers for this Mass. Because really at the core of it, to become a saint is ultimately to become fully reconciled with God. Indeed, again and again throughout, especially the New Testament, it's stated that Jesus came, still comes to us, in order to reconcile us to God, to bestow mercy, salvation, redemption, used in many different words, but meaning essentially the same thing. That for each of us, what we should desire is to be reconciled to God, whom as a result of the first sin of Adam and Eve, we have been ultimately separated from by sin. And it is on this night that we celebrate not just the saints that we know and love, not even just the ones that are listed in the church's martyrology, thousands upon thousands of them, but each and every citizen heaven is a saint. So even those unknown to history, unknown to us, perhaps even those from among our own families, our ancestors, that we have no idea who they are. But this day is for all of them. And it is a reminder, ultimately, of our destiny, of what God desires for us. Because the saints, as I said, are citizens of heaven. They rejoice now in the heavenly song. Each and every one of them have been totally purified of their sin, have achieved total separation from sin, and now experience total union, total bless, bliss in God our Father. And this is the goal, this is what each of us strive for as Christians. This is what we are baptized for, this is what the entire point of our lives is to be. To be reconciled to God to be united with him forever. This is our goal. This is our standard. This is what we live for, ultimately. And we see in this great and glorious goal a reminder for us, a reminder that indeed we need to be reconciled 
Because I think as we look at the example of the saints, and I was even just talking to somebody today after Mass this morning, as they asked, where's a good place to learn about the saints? What book is a good source? And, you know, I threw out Butler's Lives of the Saint, but I commented that, if possible, to look for an older version of it. Because what I think we've had a tendency to do, at least over the past probably 60 to 70 years in the church, is to really whitewash the saints. We tend to build up their virtues. Look at all these great things that they did. But then so often, we don't truly get a glimpse of their lives. A glimpse of who they truly were, which were ultimately broken human beings. One needs to look no further than the confessions of St. Augustine. St. Augustine, who in my opinion, is the most influential theologian to have ever lived. The church has not been able to escape his impact upon her thinking, upon her doctrine, upon her morality for over 1,700 years. And yet this man stole as a kid. He rebelled against his mother's faith, breaking her heart. He even had a child out of wedlock, but eventually he experienced conversion. And why I think it's so important for us to see that side of the saints is not because, oh, look, look how bad they were. But instead, as a reminder that wherever we find ourselves to the day, because even the saints would acknowledge themselves that they were imperfect, even whenever many people thought otherwise. Reminder to us that even wherever we stand in our own lives, that we are still redeemable, that Christ still wants you. Jesus still pursues you. God our Father sent his Son so that you might have life, might be reconciled to him, the entire point of our lives. See, in the example of all the saints, we find for ourselves those examples that we ourselves can lean on. And each of us, like our friends, are going to find different ones more appealing, more attractive to us. The saints I may have a particular liking for, love for, will probably not be the exact same ones you have a love for. But yet, each of them are called to be our friends. Because so often I think we can make it simply about Jesus and me. Jesus and me. And obviously that's so important. But Jesus so often tells us it's me, that is, Jesus and his friends. Because as one of my professors in seminary stated, we go to heaven together. We go to hell all by ourselves. It is ultimately in the communion of the saints, communion of the church, holy, catholic, apostolic, one, that we come to salvation. It is a journey together, not an individual quest, not some self-improvement plan, but a journey with others. And it is in this context within the church, yet being perfected and this church perfected in all of her saints, that we then also find for ourselves our call, our call to overcome ourselves, 
Exalt only the saints in our reconciliation, and even to obtain our reconciliation, Christ had to die to himself, had to literally die for our sins. So too, as we look to the saints who set their example, we also recognize their intercession. They pray for you at each and every Mass, the entire host of heaven, all the angels and saints appear, no matter where it is. The entire host of heaven appears to intercede, to pray for you, and they continually intercede on your behalf, pray for you, offer you grace from God our Father, and that grace to overcome ourselves for whatever it may be for us, whether it's perhaps a tendency towards eating a little too much, struggling to overcome lust on the dark side of the internet, whether it's simply a struggle with loving one's spouse, showing charity to a co-worker or a friend. What the saints remind us is that it is possible to overcome ourselves, not by our own power, our own willpower, but by God's grace to forgive as he forgives, to convey and practice all the virtues we heard from today's gospel. This day is not simply about those who have gone on, but also about us. Reminder that we too have been offered the same grace, the same opportunity as each and every saint. God's grace has not been limited. It has not been chained. But it is still freely offered to you and me. Freely offered through the sacraments, especially the Eucharist, the sacrament of confession. But it's also offered at every moment in our lives. Every obstacle, trial, tribulation, is an opportunity to accept his grace, to accept the grace that the saints offered from God our Father through them, to become the saints that God is calling each and every one of us to be. So today we give great thanks for the gift of all the saints. The saints who have gone on before us, pray for us, have set an example for us, but then also beckon us to themselves so that we might each so that each and every one of us might become the saints God is calling us to be.